Hey guys, um, welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be an episode about the MCAT, um, and it's probably going to be multiple episodes, so we'll call this MCAT Part 1. Um, so Hale and Miss Dancer here have written the MCAT, and Paige and I have not, so we're mostly just going to be asking them questions, and they're going to tell us everything they know. So why don't we start with you guys explaining, like, what is the MCAT? So the MCAT is the standardized test that you have to write what to get... What does it stand for? Spell it the acronym. <laughs> stands you know? for Medical... College. College of... Admissions, admissions test. test. <laughs> there you go. Medical College Admissions Test. Uh, nice, nicely done. And it's the standardized <laughs> test you need to get into any med school. That is that a question be... they ask, by the way, in the MCAT. You should know. <laughs> is it actually? No. no that's a joke. <laughs> oh my God. But that be in the US or Canada, you need to write the MCAT, except yep. for some very unique schools that you don't. For but, example, in Canada, those would be like University of Ottawa um, and the French, like Laval, Montreal, Sherbrooke, because... Uh, MCAT is not bilingual because it's from AMC, the American organization. Mm -hmm. So for respecting their bilingual students, Ottawa and those three French schools do not take the MCAT into consideration. Anyways, cool. sorry. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there's basically four parts on the MCAT. You have your um, uh, chemistry and physics section. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Yep. The second section is your CARS section, which stands for Critical Analysis and Reasoning Skills, Skills. Yeah. section. The third section is your bio-biochemistry section. Yep. Final section is physics, uh, sorry, psychology and sociology section of yep. the MCAT. They have some PTSD, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Severe. <laughs> so the grading scale, um, oh, do you want to talk actually, about? Actually, well, yeah, and um, the, how long would the exam take roughly? It's like the oh, entire right. sitting time is... Uh, seven hours. Seven and a half hours, or just seven hours flat. Um, that includes, so each section... The chem, phys, bio, and psych, so your first, third, and fourth sections are all... Uh, one hour and 35 minutes. That's correct. <laughs> uh, and your car section is... One hour 30. There you go. Why is it shorter? Uh, there's less questions. There's just like two less questions. Do they no, show up like... in a specific order on the test? Uh, they do. Well, the first section is always your chem yeah. and physics okay. section, and that one's 59 questions. Yes. Right. So then after that, you get a 10-minute break. Yep. And then you write your car section. Okay. Your car section has 53 questions. You're right, 53. That's it. So and then um, after that, you have your 30-minute break. Lunch break. Your oh. lunch break. Uh, at which point you have, um, um, you know. Then you do bio, 10-minute break after that. Um, and bio, <laughs> bio is the yeah. same, same also thing, 59 minute, questions. 35 and yep. 59 questions. Yep. And then this last section... You, you have a 10-minute break, break in between, and then one minute. And by the way, the, the breaks are optional. I don't know why you wouldn't take your breaks, yeah. because otherwise you'd be sat for seven, like six hours, six and a half hours straight. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a lot. Um, but yeah, th that is how the section works. And now, yeah, what's up, Katie? Um, so, like, in terms of general, like, quick overview of content in the sections, like, mm. Uh, like, is it like first year, second year kind of information? Like, what would you guys say? I'd say it's mostly um, first year uh, would be like your chem first year chemistry is, yep. is a big part on there. Like yeah. stoichiometry, nice periodicity, mm -hmm. um, and then acid base. acid base, all of that stuff from first year. But apart from that, I say it's and mostly second year stuff. I, I even say first year bio, general bio. And yeah, general what, bio. What relevant like, classes to take like in your undergrad. Yeah, oh, definitely question. physics. Um, is first year physics. First year physics. The None same. Of you, oh, I guess you took A B. 
IB. I, I, I just had that background. But, but I, I took both first year mm-hmm. and second year. First term, second term physics. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. first year physics, first year chem, first year bio. Yep. And yep. then... Um, psychology? Organic psychology, 100%. That's yeah. like... Like intro to psych? You, yeah, where yeah. you get most of your psych information mm-hmm. to be able to write that. Cool. And then from second year, you have organic your... Organic chem. Organic chem. You have Huge. your... Um, biochem. Biochemistry. That's, a, that's probably the largest portion Actually, because yeah. it's both in your chemistry and it's also in your biology sections. Right. Mm-hmm. Sociology, which is just that second part of that fourth exam. Um, cell bio and genetics. Genetics is huge. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, and then what else? What else? Um, I think that's... You got most of them. What about micro? Immunology. There you go. Immunology. Yeah. Micro. Or just yeah. the... Yeah. Intro to microbiology or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Microbiology. Exactly. Yeah. 2100. Well, how do you mm-hmm. say, like, what about the car section, I feel like you guys... Car are... section? <laughs> there, so that's the thing with cars. Like, there isn't a course, at least, that we've seen um, that specifically ties into, like, learning about cars. So, cars, like, and what We'll talk is... about it later. Oh, do you want to talk about it now? We can talk about it now. I, I, I'd say, like, later. the most analogous <laughs> thing that I can think about that has... prepare for it? Um, yeah, that's kind of similar, in a sense, is those like provincial writing exams that we would do for English. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like that's, grade eight? Yeah, that grade sort 10. of stuff. <laughs> like reading comprehension. Wait, wasn't it? It is, it is reading and comprehension. It's, and honestly like, um, sorry, what, what was your question? Uh, I was just going to ask like, okay, what what do you have to do in the car section? It, it is just like the, the fundamental essence is reading comprehension. Mm-hmm. The yeah. reason why it's talked about so much and it's hard is because there are certain passages that are like the, the wording is really like, for example, it could be something from the 12th century wording. Right? What they um, also like do is they will sometimes purposefully scramble up the paragraphs in a writing that will make it more difficult for you to comprehend mm-hmm. on purpose. That's a lot of what they do. They might like take out in- information that makes it easier to understand. Yep. And right. the reason why they're doing this is, in their own words, it's supposed to help with um, a physician's <laughs> ability to read between um. the lines of what a patient tells them and kind of interpret what their intentions are. Yeah. So like... Just explain the current section. So you read a passage and you answer questions. Because mm-hmm. I would that, that's the fundamentals, yes. And yes. now you'll like you'll see like any description of like from a website will say like, okay, cars, like you have certain sections will be like from social sciences, mm-hmm. uh, and that could be included in sociology, anthropology, psychology, mm-hmm. um, and then other things that are like art space. So it could be anything music, right. uh, stuff like that. So it's like all across the board. All it's all editing. You can actually have studied all of the exactly. Topics. So you can't study for it, but you can prepare. That's right. the thing. What, it's the preparation comes by doing cars. What they practice. say is don't actually use background information in mm-hmm. those fields. Right. Like if you had like an art major or something don't use that information because they specifically want you to use what's inside the passage right. and the reason for that is that people have different opinions about um, different like um, mm-hmm. topics that are discussed in cars and they want you to particularly pick out the author's opinion and that's one of the yeah. big things they right. want you to know what the author's purpose is behind writing that article that's the one. Yeah. is finding the theme of the article mm-hmm. and knowing what the author would like do in specific circumstances. Yeah, like what do they think like based off mm-hmm. of this or whatever? Exactly. Cool. And then the, the hardest thing with cars and why it's talked about so much is because you have to do that extra step where like you have to like analyze what you're reading yeah. compared to any of the other three sections where, you know, if you have a fundamental knowledge about the topic, you'll be able to like make the connection and you're like, okay, this is this. Got it, mm-hmm. move on. The timing is what gets you with cars. Right. Like if you like honestly I found with my exam is that if your eyes, or with the practice exams that I took, if your eyes gloss over even, like, two paragraphs, mm-hmm. um, that you're, 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 screwed. you're screwed. So you have because to read everything. you literally need you, 10 minutes max 
10 to minutes read maximum. It? For, no, not to passage. read. To, to read and answer all the five, six questions. Okay. Because you have nine passages, right? 90 minutes to do nine passages. If you go over 10 minutes, you're basically playing catch up for the rest right. of the exam. So and you got to work on your time management. Timing in is cars. Yeah, and that's What about so, other sections? So, what kind of questions and answers are yep, there? The other sections will are rely on okay, like having the knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, have the knowledge, much. that will automatically speed you up. And then, like, practice is going to come down mm-hmm. is, is for anything you need to do to practice with the MCAT. Something we forgot to mention here is that the MCAT is structured in a way that there's knowledge based questions, which are standalones, <laughs> and then there's passage based questions, right. which is basically you read a passage and then you have to answer questions but about it. This is outside cars. of cars. Yeah, outside, outside, outside of, of cars. Cars. Okay. cars is only passage based. Right. Yeah. But um, in all the other sections, um, you have to read a passage and then answer questions. Some of those questions being related to the passage, I think it depends on the exam. But um, was it sixty percent is basically from the passage? Like just like it's under like it, the information is somewhere in the passage. You don't mm-hmm. have to apply any external knowledge right. from it. And then there and is forty percent reasoning is... beyond the passage. Right. And like yeah, the other stuff is like you have to make an inference. You have to figure out based on what you read and you you have to integrate the knowledge that you studied previously to figure out an answer. And from personal experience, I would say that the like phys- the psych section is probably more knowledge-based, whereas like the bio section is more passage-based because mm-hmm. they actually present you with findings from different mm-hmm. papers and they yep. in, it, they expect you to be able to like interpret that information. The, and then, like I said, there's nine passages in CARS there's 10 passages in all of the other three exams, mm-hmm. along Sections. with um, standalone questions. Right. So, uh, like, would you say that being able to, like, read a passage and, like, you know, take the information that's important and apply it is, like, it's relevant for all the sections because there's passages even in the science sections that you have to read and then answer questions about? You have to be a good reader. And, okay. like, um, even, like, people will stress this uh, for cars that the more reading you do just random articles and stuff, right. snippets from websites, mm-hmm. blog posts, is beneficial for cars. No, it's beneficial for all the sections because right. it'll just help you be able to process information at a faster rate. Yeah. And the better you can do that in the MCAT, the better you'll do overall. Honestly, right. w- one of the nice things that I found was going back to a little bit of flashback to a research episode, um, having done like research and having had to read research articles, right. if you already have a sort of understanding on like interpreting results and interpreting like methods and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that really helps with all three of Absolutely. the science slash sociology slash psych Mm -hmm. sections because you're basically interpreting data and having to apply it to the questions that they present you that's good and even like within your classes you would read some kind of stuff like that too that like might yeah and even like you know if you take your mcat in your your later years the the courses that become like your seminar courses yeah where you are actively looking at like papers or things in the media now right doing analysis of those those are those are huge um and the other thing like uh, uh, typically for bio this one is seen sometimes with the chem ones um reading articles is particularly useful as Soyal said because you'll notice that since these are literal snippets from articles themselves and research papers a lot of big big like names of like molecules and like acronyms are here Mm. they're gonna abbreviate it so it's hard to even keep track like for one passage you may see an up you may see up to like 10 different acronyms used in that one passage like you've seen like let's say you're reading passage and it's just hrp and it doesn't explain what hrp is Mm -hmm. but um having done like cell bio you would know you would know hrp is like horse radish yeah exactly yeah cool so basically the more you read and take in and learn to process information quickly and draw out the fast points in like any aspect of what you do that's a beneficial skill to have when taking the mcat absolutely yeah cool 
So um, I, I think we kind of answered like what section is the hardest. That we, yeah, what we would definitely. You say? I would say the hardest section is hundred percent cars. cars. I feel like yeah. everybody I've talked to says that. Definitely. Cars, yeah. And the why is it so hard? Because just like again, you know, um, <clears throat> we we're pretty like set with being med sci students, just science students that you know yeah. to prepare for an exam. You can actually there's content to study, like memorization. Memorization. Based. There is no such thing with cars. You cannot memorize anything. Yeah. The only thing you can do is practice, practice, practice. Um, and any external like source that you're able to integrate, just make yourself a better reader, for example, is great. So, like, what um, are you gaining through practicing? You're, like, learning the way that they want you to take in information? The way to think, right? Oh, okay. So, like, one thing I would say is that as science students, we don't, like, sometimes we find that, um, at least for myself, I have an issue with, like, let's say, interpreting what someone's emotions are. And that level of, like, emotional intelligence can really help with the cars because you're literally interpreting what this person is thinking even through if they're their not, writing through their writing through the words that they're using let's say right. they're using aggressive like vocabulary right. you know that they're very passionate about the subject versus right. maybe they're more of an informative person so they're more impartial right right there is a reason why like some med schools across canada literally only look at cars mcmaster only looks at cars and it's weighted at 32 percent of your wow. application along with your gpa which is also 32 percent and your um your what's it called the casper exam that's also 32 percent wow so they, they, only, look at. they only look at cars so basically if you're, if you're an external student applying to the university of alberta or calgary the only threshold you have to meet is for cars, and it's a 128 for cars right. out of 132. Probably. And that's because they, they know that these doctors, sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, um, they know that these do- like, people who are like trying to become doctors, science students, they're hardwired to just right. analyze and think like on, on a very like factual basis. Yeah. Cars is the complete opposite of that. It right. throws any sense of logic out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was literally going to say that. Okay, so, so you covered yeah. it. The Stancer just mentioned 128, so I just realized we haven't mentioned what the grading scheme is for yeah, the MCAT. Yeah, yeah, go into that. So basically, um, each section, the lowest that you can get is a 118, and the yeah. highest that you can get is a 132. Yep. And what they... What does that mean? <laughs> like, so literally so, what? So total, like, your, then your total score, like, the maximum score we can get is 132 times 4, mm-hmm. which is a 528. Right. And the lowest you can get is a 180 times 4, which is a 470... Something? 76. So you're getting a percentile mark. You're not getting a percentage. Correct. It's percentile. <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk about what... So a percentile... So if you're at 118, mm-hmm. that means you're in the zeroth percentile. <laughs> you have actually failed and are the worst uh, student in that section, hey. right? But if you get... <laughs> that means you failed every single question. If you're at a 132... Mm-hmm. That means that you are in the 99th percentile, right? And then every everywhere in between is all the other percentiles. So if you okay. were in a class that did extremely well in a section, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, before you get, what is a percentile? A what per- is the difference yeah. between a percentile and a percent? Yeah. Okay, because so they are different. Percentile, basically, if you take everyone and rank them, mm-hmm. then let's say a thousand people wrote that exam. And if you were in the 80th percentile for that exam, that means you were within 200 people's Which no, you just It means you did better than 80% of the people okay. that took the exam. Maybe explain who you're like being graded against. So it's everybody in the world who's written that exact exam. Correct. On, and on that, the that'll, same day. Do, that'll be, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the AMC gives different exams, not just for different days, but for different 
times during different days. Okay. So you can write it in the morning or the night, right? So they're yeah, all different exams, Correct. Right? But regardless of where you are, whether you're in Halifax, whether you're in Toronto, whether you're in Dallas, I don't know. Yeah. If you write on this particular day, this particular time, you have that same exam. It's the same mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah. And so then what they do is, the, in the way percentile works, I'm not going to go to term, terminal, terminologic here, <laughs> um, but like it's a standard curve and that's how they plot it. And so like people that fall within like the, the median, and so it, it, it's a whole bunch of statistics yeah. game. And so take first year stats so you can <laughs> understand <laughs> I can't possibly explain, but yeah, that's just what it is. Percentiles ranks you amongst your competitors. Okay, yeah. um, so it's not just like this is the percent you get. No, no. It, so it, it, it honestly has nothing to do with actually how many questions you answer right or wrong. And we, we saw this plenty of times in the practice, like for out of 59 questions, for example, in chem, one time I get a 50, I get 56 right out of 59. Mm-hmm. And that could be like a 130. But then if I get 55 right, it somehow drops you down to a 128. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah. It, it depends on how everyone else did. And they're just right. ranking people based on that. So like you could get really unlucky and everyone performs well on that exam on that particular day mm-hmm. and your score would be worse. Really bad. Yeah. Compared to if everyone around you did poorly right and that's literally what i told my mom after i wrote mine she was like how do you think you did i'm like well i can't tell you because it will depend on how everyone else did right Um, it depends on how everyone else felt um that's a little confusing but okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i kind of get it that's yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. i feel like a lot of people don't know that you're just like oh i get a i get a well actually maybe people who took the mcat know that (laughs) but like you guys are like oh i got this i'm like cool that sounds good i have no idea what that means (laughs) (laughs) and and i guess there are like set now because of just based on how people perform over the years right they are able to set percentile to certain scores so 520 plus is generally like a 94 percentile up oh yeah and 515 i think or 514 515 516 somewhere there is the 90th percentile oh, right okay. and then and, and then you can find this, this, this if you look on like the internet um, yeah. it'll tell you that the average um mcat mark is around like 500 or 498 mm-hmm. is it like, really yeah oh okay but I the average for oh, acceptance mm-hmm. no the average for ex- what did you say matriculants like people who got into med school is no no, no no just I'm people who take the total, exam right but then yeah. average for acceptance into med school, what you're saying, matric- <laughs> matriculants, is 508. 508? 508. Well, that'll okay. depend on your school. That's Correct. Just... It depends on the school. For this. If you're applying to Harvard, you... you... you <laughs> Isn't the, like, lowest you that Dal accepts... Didn't I see somewhere it's like 503? I thought now, it was 498. With Canada, I can't speak for America, but Canada, um, aside from Ontario... Um, all the provinces tend to have different thresholds for in-province right. and out-of-province because all oh. the other provinces give preference to students, residents of that particular province. But Dalhousie is actually all of Atlantic Canada. Right. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, perfect. Exactly. So the threshold for, the threshold for Dal students, or sorry, not Dal students, for, it's, and I should clarify that if you just go to the university at Dal, that does not make you a health, a, 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 a resident? A, no. And each... It's so dumb. Each medical school has a different classification for what makes you a resident of that particular province. So it's confusing. It's confusing, <laughs> and you do need to do some research and reading into it. Um, we can talk about that later. Yeah. But um, yeah. So for dialing, the threshold is three five hundred for the in province, and really? it's, it's five oh eight for out of province. I think. I think I could be wrong, but it's fine. Out of Atlantic Canada. Out of Atlantic Canada. Right. But I believe so. That might have changed. Do not quote me. But regardless of what it is, there definitely are different thresholds. And forget different thresholds. There are different seats. Like, there are only 10 seats for out of province Mm -hmm. or out of Atlantic Canada. That's a whole other thing. Um, And there's 95 for in in province. But yeah. Anyways. So basically, you don't get a specific score based on how you did, but you can kind of figure how you did based off the percentile that you land in. Correct, yeah. And the score you get. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Do you guys have anything else to say on that matter, or? Ooh, that was just grading alone. That was so much to talk right. about. Okay. About this exam. <laughs> what about something that I'm wondering as someone who's like gonna take the MCAT? Like, how do you like register for the MCAT? Like, how do you go about? You're like, okay, I'm gonna take the MCAT. Like, then what? How like, do you start a really off? Good yeah. question. Go so you can't do it by just searching up the MCAT registration, which is what <laughs> I tried to do. And, um, I basically just found my way to different prep courses to register. You have to go to. The AAMC website. What's AAMC? AAMC is the American Association medical of Medical College? Colleges. Okay. Right? Perfect. They're really <laughs> scrambling Perfect. for the cat. And they're just like, yeah. here you go, find this impossible acronym. Yeah. Right. And register. And yeah, a, yeah. And then if you go to that website, there's a location where you can book for... Well, before you do that. So you have to make the AMC account. Right, you have to make uh, it. So, yeah, okay, so let's go to AMC website. Yeah, AMC website, and then they'll prompt you there to, like, if you're just, like, pretty standard, if you're, like, trying to log into anything, there's, like, a login button, and mm-hmm. they'll say, like, are you new, create a new account, Right. and you do all that. Um, do you have the, to pay to create a account? Nope, no. totally okay. free, but the key thing to take away is that when you make your account, you will get something known as your AAMC ID. Okay. Um, was that right? Oh, no, I'm looking up something else. Ignore okay, it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the AMC ID, which mm-hmm. is how you will be identified, for example, when you go to write your MCAT, okay. when you want to distribute your scores, and when you're applying to medical schools, most medical school applications will ask you for that ID. So um, it's important. That's important. <laughs> and don't, like, you don't have to like, write it down. It's all going to only appear once and it's gone okay, forever. Okay. It'll be like, it's always like it's a part Linked of your Linked to your account. Yeah, it's like how we have our Dallas student ID. It's okay. Same yeah. exact thing. Um, but that, that's the key thing. And then once you create your account mm-hmm. and when the registration opens, uh, typically for your, and we'll talk about when, like when you might want to write it. So mm-hmm. the general period of writing, I believe it starts from, uh, what's up to February, March, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it goes anywhere from March to September. Yeah. Uh, and for the Dang. first few months, uh, it might even be February, but March, April, February. May, June. Yeah. Uh, Oh, is it February? I think so. Okay, but anyways, like, uh, let's say May, April, June, March, April, May, June. Mm-hmm. The registration opens for that in, like, September, October. Right. And then for July, August, September, and maybe even October, depending on what you're writing, um, where you're writing, sorry, um, that registration opens in, like, January, February. So if you're planning, if say you're in, you're in your undergrad, yeah. you're planning to write the MCAT the following summer, you should be looking to register around January, February of that year. Yeah. If you want to write in July, August, if, if you, you want to write May, June, but you, you can, have to, even like, there will be dates. Uh, like, for example, I first registered for the end of August and then I wanted to change my date to like mid-July. Yeah. End of August is a lot harder to get. So yes. they normally fill up a lot more quickly than like July will. Uh-huh. So in June, when I switched my date, mm-hmm. I was able to get July 29th pretty easily yeah. because mm-hmm. there were still so many available spots left. Yeah. But then you're saying later in the summer, those spots will fill up? So a lot is that more what quickly. you said? Well, okay. we should clarify that the reg- when we say registration opens, mm-hmm. it's a registration date and that's it. It is within a, t- a particular time frame that you have to register. So it's if a you day? miss that time frame and you miss that day, you can't register. So where can you find that? So day? that's the thing. Yeah. So once you make your AMC account, which you should do, you can do at any point. Right. You, whenever you get time, just make it. Um, you will automatically get sent emails from AMC that kind of talks about like, oh, just MCAT stuff or AMC stuff. One of which will importantly be, and it typically typically comes out. I think it already might have come out saying mm-hmm. before what the dates are this year. But one will come out saying that okay, the registration date is this oh, wait, for this so period of time. Does that mean that? Um, after the registration date passes, only if you have already a date, you can reschedule that exact. Correct. Correct. Uh, so Wait, I what? think. So basically, <laughs> that that makes more sense. I registered 
in the registration period. Yep. Right? On that date. You registered on that, on that date. date. And I chose, What was the date? You guys remember? I think it was either in February or... Well, for you, you probably did February because you wrote yours yeah. in August. Because I wrote... Because I registered for August. Yeah. Okay. And mine was in October because I, I wrote mine in June. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a day. That yeah. It, it is one day. Is it a single day? It is one single is day. It one single and day? it'll say that it opens at this time. Okay. I say, you know, I'm saying like it's one single day. Maybe it actually is open after that day. But the thing is... Mm-hmm. um. When it says it opens, people are queuing into to, to, into the login screen from, like, a long time before. And they even say you don't need to queue in because it's a random order that we get people into it. Mm-hmm. When I got in and I was put it, like, when I logged in right at 12 or, like, when 12 o'clock hit, I think that was when the start time was, um, I might, my, <laughs> my selection position was 5,000-something. Um, because you have oh, to realize wow. this isn't just only Halifax right. that's opening at that time. It's entirety of North America. Right. So the... Just a question. The registration that day is where. So you already have your account made. You get mm-hmm. this day. You go on, and then you book when you're going to write it. Correct. Yeah. And then and that you can now, change it later. But then you can yes. change it later. Yeah. However, After the, the date. Yes. There's yes. a there's a fee you have to pay to, to change, change it. it. Right. So, so pick so, when you think you're accurate, like accurately going to. I say it. pick the most um, the spots that fill up the most quickly first, okay. because the fee for changing it compared to the fee that you're paying for the actual MCAT is right. quite abysmal. The MCAT fee is five hundred fifty dollars. That's how much you pay to register for an MCAT. Yeah. When and do you pay the, for that? When you when on the registration day? Yes, yes. you okay. pay right away. And then the fifth, and then to change the date, it's fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. And then you have, and then there are the three different deadlines. You have your sixty day deadline, mm-hmm. which is sixty days before your exam date. Mm-hmm. Deadline for what? That's <laughs> that's when it's the cheapest to change. Yeah, the oh. cheapest to change or to cancel. Oh, okay. Then if you go to 30-day deadline one month before your exam, it's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Then to change? To change or to or cancel. cancel. And then there's a 10-day deadline. So 10 days Ooh. before your exam, after which you cannot cancel nor reschedule. Oh, okay. Then you're then you're in it. So then make sure that you're days. you're down 10 days out or else. <laughs> and um, another thing that's quite important is make sure that like if you go by any nicknames or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, before we talk about that... Name. If you cancel, do you get all of your money back? No. No. How much? So on this... I'll yeah. pull it up for you. Um, if you cancel 60 make days point. before... Make, make your uh, point. Oh, let, let me make my point. My point is that when I registered, I registered with, like, my short name, just Sohail, versus, like, my full name with all the middle... Go like, on, say it. What's your full Say name? it, Amir Sohail Ghaffari. <laughs> and so the name that I had on my registration didn't match the name that I had on my driver's license. And so I was <laughs> oh. literally bricks before going to the actual uh, like MCAT date because um, <laughs> everywhere says online that's not okay. everywhere online tells you that there is a possibility that they turn you away if your um, actual name does not match the name on your like ID. IDs, right? right? Yeah. Uh, there, there is a chance that they'll be nice and let you in. There's also a chance that they'll turn you away if they're absolute <laughs> jack, right? So basically, don't don't go by a nickname. Don't write your, your full nickname. name on your birth certificate slash driver's license when you register when you yeah. make an account. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Your birth certificate. Here we go. Um, I want actually. I want a little bit of quiz here. Now you look away. I want to ask you too. Um, <laughs> Sixty or more days before. Mm-hmm. Um, how much? So I'll, I'll give you this. This first. The standard registration fee is three hundred and thirty. Plus, the fee assistant program registration is 135 You have to pay all of that. Yeah, okay? and then there's taxes. And yeah, of course. So it's like, yeah, 550 whatever you said is pretty accurate. Yeah. 60 or more days before the exam, mm-hmm. how much do you think it is to reschedule? So you have to pay additional to reschedule. 50 Yeah, you got a spot on. 50 Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you told me that. And, okay, you did say that. Okay. <laughs> and what about the cancellation? How much, how much do you think they give you back? 
75%? All of it, but like that weird fee that you were talking about after. So you think you get all of 330? Uh-huh. Okay. I said 75% back. Which is, give me a number. Please give me I don't a number. Know. Do you get everything but $50 back? I would say you get $400 back out of uh, $550. You get back $165. So um, a little bit less what? than what you were saying, Paige. Okay, so basically, don't register if you're going to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, we're not done yet. Uh, now, 30, 30, before your 30-day deadline, so within 60 or 30 days, if you reschedule, the fee bucks, is maybe? 100 correct? Uh, your cancellation refund is still the same, okay. $165. Between 30 and 10 days, if you reschedule, the fee is, any takers? 200. 200. Ooh. And the cancellation refund is? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> you've been <Yeah>. studying. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually fully guessed. I don't know anything about um, the MCAT. That's what, they're rats. So basically, it's ex- so basically expensive. I'm going to ask for the MCAT for Christmas this year. <laughs> Mom, please give me your visa number. Oh, yeah. oh by the way, that's, that's USD. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's another thing. That's oh USD. God. I, I think life. it was five fifty Canadian at the end when I Yeah. Um, I was gonna say if I'm paying seven hundred dollars. No, no, it, it was five fifty Canadian, is the fee I think. I don't know what that is anymore. It's, it, you know, it it's just matter. something you have to pay. Okay, okay, so okay I have something to register. Say. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> while we were talking, I was looking up the actual MCAT requirements for Dow. Oh dear. It's actually, okay, so if you have a 4.0 GPA... This is in province? This is in province. So in province, if you have a 4.0 GPA on a 4.0 scale, you only need a 192 on the MCAT. Wait, on a 4.0 Excuse scale me? or 192 is not, not a score. 492. There you go. Is that what I said? 492? 492? Yeah, if you yeah. have like a perfect GPA. But that, okay. Perfect in province. Mm. Mm. If you have a 3.3... Yeah, sorry, before you go on, I should also say that GPA, or not sorry, that GPA, that MCAT score is... For them to look at your application. Yeah, it's the minimum cutoff. Yeah, minimum. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not competitive. Not competitive, yeah. Yeah. And then, to say if you have, like, a 3.3 GPA on this scale, you need, like, a 4.99. I guess that's literally... Oh, oh dear. So, basically, yeah. your cutoff MCAT score for Dow in province can vary based on your GPA. Yes. Would 3.3 be, like, a 3.7 on a 4.3 scale? I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. We don't... Because Dow's on a 4.3 scale. scale. Yeah, it's, it's kind of random that they... Dow. Anyway. Yeah, but that is that 3.3? Uh, I think that's 3.3 on a 4.3 scale. No, it's on a 4.0. Why would yeah. Dow's website be a 4.0 web? Why when they use 4.3 at Dow? Basically, go to a GPA 3.3 to 4.0 converter. Convert your convert your GPA. <laughs> check out the Dow website to see what the minimum MCAT you know, percentile you have. Though, to reach. I'm sure like Dow is there's not all, not all universities do that. Some oh, universities just have like fixed like um yeah numbers. Off the top of my head, I think I think U of T is. A minimum 125 in each section with mm-hmm. an allowance of 124 in one, one section. Mm-hmm. Um, an allowance. An allowance. Yeah, you one allowance. I would say overall, just aim to do super well. Don't aim for the cutoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just That's like just aim for, for the stars. Yeah. yeah. And then hope. And I also want to clarify one thing. I was saying like it's, it's between this day and time. A little bit wrong. But what I meant to say was that if you like... The, the seats will all get taken wherever you want to write. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so if you do, if you log in like eight hours after that yeah. registration date opens, chances are you're not going to get the date you want, even if, within those three months that you're trying to register for. However, a good thing to think about is there is 5,000 people applying, but not all 5,000 people are applying for where your location is. Your yeah, location is like maybe 12 people. When I, even day. when I got right. in, um, one of the test centers at Halifax was completely gone. Already? For, like, for, for within the three weeks that I was looking to write, completely gone. So you would say... Do it early. Like, like, well, what's your it, advice what, here? when you get the time and date to open, try and get try and right like, log on start. right at that time, and then book your time. It is random. Like okay. again, as I said, I was right there. I was ready to go like at least half an hour before, and I got like placed at five thousand something. Right, but just um, try. Just and, be there ready. Be there. And Don't book put your it time off. for times that fill up quickly because then you can change it to an earlier one. That's I know someone advice. from back home, and they had to write in Maine. 
like in the states holy cow yeah oh, so like literally because be on top of it this. gets taken yeah so yeah be there early cool um anything else you want to say about the registration side of it about the registration i think that's that's pretty it, much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay so now what about what do you guys think when to take the exam like based off of where you are in your undergrad and then also like within the month months what do you think and why and how <laughs> i think that basically if you can and if it's something that's an option for you try to write it after second year is that like just for med sci students or you would say just in general just in general, in general, I think if you can write it after your second year, that gives you a second opportunity before... Um, if you're trying to get in right after your undergrad. Right, exactly. See, if you're taking a gap year, then it's not so, like... Yeah, not such and if you're not, like, dead necessary. set on getting in right after. So it would vary for, like, the individual person's mm-hmm. goals and preferences. But also, as a med sci student, it's more easy to write after your second year because all that information that you just learned is pretty fresh and so you don't have to worry so much about like the biology the chemistry and the like also in saying that though in med sci most people don't take physics until third year so that's also something to think about yeah if you can try and get it in like if you want to take it as one of your electives that you yeah see and i didn't know that no Mm -hmm. so that's something that they don't really tell you in med sci that if you're taking thinking about taking the mcat after your second year you should take that first year physics class that they put in your third year as an elective in your first or second year especially if you haven't done physics in high school yeah yeah, if you did physics in high school, you could probably You could be pass fine. off, but... Yeah. It would be easier if you just took a physics course and then it's all in your brain. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a good life hack that so, yeah. I'm really hack. wishing that I did right about now. <laughs> yeah. I did this earlier, and, like, if you can, second year, yeah, because if you are in med school, you just have the content fresh in your brain. It gives you a chance to do multiple attempts. Right. Yeah. Um, but, again, like... There, what are there, some other reasons why you should take it after Well, I'll, I'll give a reason why to, like, not try and do it as early as possible, mm-hmm. um, because... I, I know, for example, like, my mother drilled in my head, like, oh, they can see when you took it, take it earlier, it looks better. That's not true. That's not no. true. It's not true whatsoever. And they only take your last attempt. Yes. So let's say that you um, did well after your second year. Doing uh, doing it again to try for a better score, that's a gamble because that information is not as fresh in your head. That's, that's probably a reason to not do it more than one time is mm-hmm. that if you do worse on the second one, then that's the one that they're taking. But also, if you do it again because you didn't do well enough on the first one, then it checks out to do it again. It does check out. If but don't you, do it again just for the sake of possibly yeah, getting a better score. Exactly. Don't do it if you got an okay. But do they, do they automatically get it? I thought, I thought you have to still release it. It's not automatically released. You yeah. have to take it again. You, they, they can see that you do it more than once, right? They but can. They, do they and care? They always see <laughs> the last <laughs> one. You you can always. I mean, like that's true. Um um. But to to, to answer your question, if they care, um, if it's on, if it's on, if you if you get to an interview stage, they could very easily ask you, like, okay, um, looking at your MCAT scores that you released to us, you went from a 500, 509, 511, 520. That's great progression. But mm-hmm. why did it take you so long to get to a five twenty? And you have to figure out an answer for that. Well, <laughs> I mean, lots of people have different, you know, different circumstances. Yeah, so, and, like, and you some, may very well have cases, a reason. Exactly. Yeah. In some cases. and But just keep in mind, like, you're answering that question saying, like, okay, you spent four different summers. Right. right. Because you can only write the MCAT once per summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So be, over like, the course of four summers. Why did you do that? Instead like, of like, I really, really, really want to be here. Let me. Like volunteering or something like that. Really thinking right. about that girl on TikTok right now that's literally <laughs> writing it for her fifth time. Do you know who I'm talking no. about? I think so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, at least it shows that you're dedicated. So I mean, to answer your question, Did like your it, it'll it'll go either way. <laughs> like if you if you're able to give a, a strong answer, if they ask you that question, um, but at the same time, if you like if you are someone that like just can, kept consistently getting five ten, five ten, five ten, 
not as really... not as good of a look because great consistency, but you also never made any improvements. Right. Um, so basically, overall message is just like do, well do it once time. and just put your all in the first time and try to do well, mm-hmm. and then if you genuinely don't do well enough to like be able to like apply anywhere mm-hmm. then consider doing it again yeah yeah and yeah, that would be a good yeah. justified reason to do it again yeah versus yeah. like oh i got a 509 i want to see if i can get a 515 right. like that maybe wouldn't be a good reason is that what you mean yeah, yeah exactly okay. exactly um and now so i think we talked about like when to write year wise but for the months um like... wait we didn't talk about like writing it in your third year oh like, okay why would that maybe benefit some people? Why would that be beneficial? Yeah. Well, I mean, we both wrote it in our second year, so we don't know as much about the <laughs> benefits of writing it in your third year. Well, I can tell you why I didn't write it in my second Go year. Go for it, that please. Would be a good um, start. Okay, first of all, second year of was hard. Um, and <laughs> for was. me, I had competitive, like, provincial-level sports happening in the summer that I can't, couldn't drop, and then I was also working full-time, so I, like, came around to the point where I was like, should I write the MCAT this summer? And for me, I didn't think that I could handle it with everything else that I had going on, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it in my third year because that works better for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I'll pull it off. That's a really Keep good you guys point updated. Because, <laughs> because we talked about how easy it is to burn out because of right. how heavy our course load mm-hmm. is, and if you don't have that summer to maybe recoup and have a little bit of time for yourself, then that makes it more difficult to go into your third year and do well. Our third year is typically, as MedSci students, not as busy as our second year. So mm-hmm. you might not be as drained at the end of this third right. year to write that MCAT. And I think that's a good reason. So to there's pros and cons to both, kind of. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, and as Paige, like you were saying, like, if you want to take a gap year mm. and you want to write that, yeah, like yeah. if you, you want to. You have to take it after your second no. year. Like, no. Really, I... it depends on the circumstances circumstances the individual person like what yeah. works best for you so yeah like, don't... let's say you want to take a gap year and then instead of spending four months of your summer studying your you know complete butt off to write that exam you do it, then yeah. you take six months and study it maybe a little more casually but still yeah. get everything in right well, yeah. and then towards the ends of it maybe the last two months you kind of really cram for that exam and then, right then you have everything and then you write after do whatever can ensure that you get a score that you were happy with yeah mm-hmm. and it would vary between people like the amount of work it takes like what yeah. works for you i mean it's like it's like studying in university like mm-hmm. it would be different. and it's the, literally that work-life balance because yeah you probably you'll have to work too yeah so most people write it during this like study for it during the summer right that's yeah. just like a consensus yeah. so should we talk about working because we need to work mm-hmm. i think especially to pay off you know like for those that don't have you know financial aid and need to pay for school and yeah. life yeah they, wait you know? i think my answer was going to mention like month wise the best time i'll just to since we're on talk about when to take it i'll quickly mention it like um we were talking about when might be the most preferred time and how the scoring works in the sense that like um you're scored based on how everyone else does mm-hmm. um Typically, people tend to write in the late summer, July, August, uh, maybe even early September, mm-hmm. um, some even like late June. So the earlier you write it, realistically the speaking, the less people compared against. Yeah, right? and then right. the better chance you have, I guess, to, in the in the sense that to like stand up. exactly mm-hmm. right. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, take that with a grain of salt because if you're gonna write in May. Um, your term ends in April, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got to so have been preparing kinda... over the term or sometime before because yeah. then you only have like a month, maybe less, to yeah. review and then write your exam. And if you can't like mm-hmm. realistically review like you should during school, then maybe pick a later date and yeah. take your summer. But if you're, if you're doing a gap year and then you're taking the whole year off, then maybe it might be beneficial for you to write in May. Because yeah, then exactly. you, you have like the or entire time February. before. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. If you're because ready, yeah. no one's writing in February. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, 
So yeah, we could talk about, should we save that for part two? Or? Yeah, I guess it's for talking about studying. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're talking about like working. Yeah, that's a fair it. point. Save and we're going to go into more of like the abstract stuff. Yeah. Of yeah. Studying, so, okay. and what studying for a prep course versus not uh, tips and tricks on mm-hmm. studying and stuff. So that will be part two. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound good? All right. So how do we want to end it? Oh, okay. Um, I did really good at this at the beginning, so obviously I'm going to be the one ending it. <laughs> yeah, so um, fill out the forms, guys. Um, that's all yeah. I want you guys to do. Um, if you guys have any questions about the MCAT, any questions for Miss Answer or Sohail. Yeah, anything you want us to answer in part two. Yeah, definitely. Um, just put them in the forms, please. Yeah. I'm begging you. Maybe I'll put something on the Instagram story like, questions about the MCAT for our podcast. Yes, we'll, keep an and, eye out for that. We, we may do a Q&A yeah, on Instagram. We'll keep start part two with those questions and whatever. Anyway, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.